Hello and welcome to the Shiny Bees podcast, a podcast for those who like their knitting, comedy and yarn in equally large measures. I'm your host Joan Mulmine and this is episode 82, Commit. Hello and welcome into another episode of the Shiny Bees podcast. How are you? I hope you're well since last time I spoke to you. I am broadcasting from a slightly different location today and as a result um, you may notice the sound is a little bit more echoey. I've got a big pile of books behind my microphone um, which are meant to help but it's quite a lot of hard services in the room that I'm in. I'm in my friend's kitchen, uh, podcasting to you today from the south of England, which is very confusing. You may also hear a little bit of road noise in the background. I'm not sure if you can. Uh, It's quite loud. (laughs) I thought my new house was quite noisy, and it definitely is noisy compared to my old house, but certainly not as noisy, I don't think, as houses can be, (laughs) depending on where you live. Uh, So yeah, it might be a little bit different, but hopefully it won't distract you too much during the course of the show. So as is customary, I'll start off by welcoming any new listeners to the podcast. If this is your first time with us, I hope you'll enjoy what you'll find here. It can get a little bit crazy at times, but you know what? Better to be interesting than average, I say. And for all the returning listeners, you know what to expect. And I can feel a big crazy one coming on. I can feel a build up to a big crazy episode coming on Uh, but it won't be today I don't think at least not at the moment Um, but yeah welcome back thank you for choosing to spend your time with me again so I have a few different things for you today in the show Um, including some news of a session that I'm going to be well one session and two well another one yeah a few things about stuff I'm going to be doing at Edinburgh Yarn Festival don't worry it's not going to be a yarn fest I promise I've got Enablers Corner as always and I've got a little review for you but first up I've got a few bits of news some chatter about what's been going on during the week just to easy win so get yourself a real ale my friend Kate's got a box of real ale some IPA in the corner and she's gone out to Pilates and I'm wondering if I can get away with drinking one and putting the top back on and leaving it in there and not telling her uh, before she gets back I'm not sure uh, what do you think should I just do it anyway w- would she kill me she probably would she'd probably find it quite funny I might go and do that just before I record the next episode uh, the next segment rather but yeah get yourself uh, an IPA or similar put your feet up and we will crack on with the show so a bit of general news for you to kick off the show and a bit of chatter and a few thoughts of things I thought it might be worth telling you about maybe might help uh, before we crack on to the Edinburgh Yarn Festival stuff and if you're not aware the first thing is I've been experimenting with something called Anchor. Anchor is a new app it is a messaging platform that is audio only and I know you guys like audio because you're listening to me now and Obviously, I like audio because I I can't do a video podcast. Um, Not only because of the way I consume my podcast, but also because 
I pull a lot of faces when I'm talking. If I, if you've ever met me in real life, you'll know this. And I'm not someone who could play poker. I, you can just see on my face everything that I'm thinking. And I'd be pulling so many faces. I'd be really self-conscious. And obviously I'd have to edit it and look at myself pulling all these faces. So I don't do um, video really. Um, although I did quite like Periscope for a while. I've kind of gone off it a bit. But Anchor is the latest thing that I'm into. And you can go and download the app in the iOS um, version. It isn't available on Android yet from the App Store. It's free. And I am at Shiny Bees on there. And I just do little voice recordings. And then you can reply to me with a voice recording. There's no text, no pictures, no rubbish. Um, like Twitter's been getting on my nerves this week with. Um, the amount of rubbish on those on tree. Um, it's nice and clean. And I get to hear your voice. So I've been talking to lovely Louise. Louise loves yarn. She's also on there. You may know her from Instagram. And um, we're the only knitters. I claim the first use of the hashtag knitting on Anchor because there are no other knitters on there at the moment or not using that hashtag or there weren't a couple of days ago uh, when I discovered it. But I'm finding it really good fun. To use it, all you do is you just put your phone to your ear and you just say your message and a reply. And it sends, sends an audio reply to the person that did the original wave because they're not called like tweets or posts or whatever they're called waves in anchor it's taking the whole seafaring thing a little bit far for me um but you know they've tried they've tried with the branding and it is good fun uh, to be on there so uh go along and check that out if you like i am tweeting some of my waves across to twitter automatically um who's in the naughty corner at the moment i'm, I'm hoping i can fix twitter and make it less irritating um but yeah anchor's where it's at and i'm also if you're on snapchat i'm also on there snapchat used to be a thing for taking pictures of your bits and sending it to your girlfriend slash boyfriend slash classmates if you're a teenager um but they've recently added the stories function onto it and in stories you can um put little a little kind of rolling thing of your day almost little 10 second clips and little pictures with with captions on it's really quite good fun and they stay up for 24 hours, whereas on Snapchat they disappear your pictures. Um, so I'm on there, I'm at Shiny Bees on there, and uh, come and snap me, send me some snaps, it's fun. I feel like I'm done with the kids now, I can use Snapchat. So yeah, they're the two new things I've been playing with this week, so if you want either of those, do come and say hello to me. Also, I've been doing some light planning for the Rewind Cal, which I've posted the details in the Ravelry group, we talked about it last week so if you're just catching up now from the most latest from the latest episodes not the most latest episode because that'd be terrible english um it is going to be basically if there's ever been a knit along or a pattern that you've knit or crocheted or a knit along that you've been a part of or a knit along that you missed and always wish that you'd done it um, this is this is the cal for you. It can be knit or crochet. We're basically going to relive vicariously, indulgently, with little regard for anyone else but ourselves. We're going to enjoy these patterns and we're going to have them again. Um, so the details that are in the Ravelry group, the hashtag is hashtag RewindCal and it's starting on the 13th of March. I'm going to be knitting a Lush cardigan. I've relived this pattern a few times and I still love it and I'm not sorry and it's going to be in sparkly red shiny bees yarn. So not only will I have an awesome shawl beaded and wonderful but I'll also have a fantastic cardigan to wear. So I'll have to find an event to wear it to in summer 
when it's finished hopefully this year it might be longer but as it's a lovely beautiful sparkly red hand dyed yarn with silk I suspect it will be sooner so look out for pictures and planning and everything on that and if you want to take part in it come over to Ravelry get involved just start chatting in the group there's no formal sign up or anything like that there'll be a finished object thread just so we can keep all the drooling in one area and under control and I've already had an offer of a prize for that there are going to be some other prizes I'm going to do some digging around see what I can get and make it a bit of a fun you know let's get involved type thing I'm, I'm buying into the the rewind curl in a big way and um, I'll explain the reason for that now actually you'll notice a few changes I feel coming up around the podcast and the way things are done and other things that I'm getting involved in and it's sort of reflected I'm going to get all kind of not emotional because I didn't drink the beer it's still over in the corner looking at me but I will have it when I finish this um but I just wanted to do a little bit of reflection and almost kind of engage with what a lot of you guys have already done in January I know a lot of people like to choose a word for the year and I've heard my fellow podcasters talk about it and also people that I follow on social media or blogs that I read talk about choosing a word for the year and it's never something that I've ever wanted or felt the need to share with anyone else don't worry it's no bad news coming I feel like I'm kind of like building some suspense here but it's not I'm just trying to tell a story um, but I felt like it's something bad's gonna happen right now I started to feel the doom I'm like are you telling the story there doesn't have to be any doom Joe um so yeah I thought I would I would share the word that I picked um and I listened, like I said, I listened to a few. I listened to Helen Stewart when she was talking about it, mostly because she was talking about Stash. And if anyone's talking about Stash, I am there, baby. Um, and she picked Ease, I think. And then there was Scully, Louise Scully of Knit British, and she had Momentum. And I've seen some with Focus and a few other different words. And it was on Anchor, actually. Pat Flynn, who does the Smart Passive Income income podcast he's dead nice i've just bought his book i want to take him home and keep him in my cupboard um he's lovely just seems like a really lovely bloke like family man dead nice to everyone dead friendly and um he put a waiver asking what your word of the year was and i realized that before that point i'd never actually shared what my word of the year was with anyone let alone the whole world and this year my word of the year is commit and probably not in the way that you think it is and you know you can kind of put a lot of thought into this process of picking a word that you want to kind of come back to as your focal point when you feel you're drifting away or when you need to make a decision or when you're making a plan to have that word in mind to bring you back to one place can be useful and It's not commit in terms of a fear of commitment necessarily. It's more sort of harking back to a previous life and the meaning of commit in that um, and what that means to do. And it sort of means the same thing, but it kind of, it means a lot of other things for me personally that I'm not going to kind of go into intimate detail with you uh, right now. But that is my word and... It's sort of to encourage me um, to, to, to kind of get it out there and, and 
get it out there in a way that I want it out there and to to commit basically just to say right I'm doing this and we're going to commit and we, we are in there and we are off basically and, and Angus I know you'll be knowing exactly what I'm talking about there with commit and um, that's what it's going to be all about so it started well in January with with commit and um, sort of went off the rails a little bit when I got sick and it's only this week really that I've kind of got back in the zone and got back on track with what my plans were and how things were going to go but that is my word for this year I'm not sure that I will necessarily be knitting it into any colour work or doing any kind of crafting around that but that's my word that I'm going to keep coming back to if you would like to share your word of the year with me email me I am shinybeesinfo at gmail.com because I realise that not everyone will want to emblazon their word across uh, social media and have other people knowing uh, but if you want to share it with me you can do just pop me an email and we will chat about it some more but hopefully that will mean it may explain things as you see some changes happening and different things going on what is driving it and at the end of the year we'll talk about it and see how it went I think um, but yeah commit is going really well so far you're going to be getting a lot of interviews lots of cool content for the podcast loads of great stuff is coming up um so yeah i'm looking forward to it so that's all my kind of news really so we'll crack on into what's going to be happening at edinburgh yarn festival and outside of that so edinburgh yarn festival i'm going to be doing a session lots of you have been over in the group saying that you're going to be going which is fantastic and please do come and find me and say hello to me if you're going to be there and let's get a bit of pre-chatter going in the groups lots of excitement it's only a few weeks away now which is a bit crazy now i'm not going to kick the backside out of it i know a lot of you are not going okay so i have something for you that are going but if you're not going and you're going to miss the session you would like to go i'm going to offer you an alternative now i won't be able to send you bottle yarn fumes but you won't necessarily have to miss my session. So, I am going to be in the podcaster lounge from half twelve till two for the podcaster meetup on the Friday, which is a very important day. I am 33 years old and on the Saturday as well. So I'll have some, like, like they do when, you know, when you're a kid and you take lollies into school. Although now it would appear you get an entire party bag from school. But I used to just take lollies, one each. Um, I will have some lollies for you. So, because it's my birthday, so if you come, you'll get a lolly. Or similar, I might bring some Uncle Joe's mint balls from Wigan. If you've never had them before, um, you're missing a treat. And... The factory is across the road from my old school and in winter it always smells of menthol and uh, which is cool when it's like really frosty and all you can smell is menthol it's um sort of clears the lungs a little bit and uh, but the, the factories is victorian they make sweets and it's in wigan so i think i'll bring some of those and uh, but they're, they're quite hard on your teeth and um, so if you're going to be taking part in this virtually i might struggle with the mint balls I'm afraid. Um, but if you're going to be in there in person, you can definitely have some balls. And maybe some winter nips. They do all those old-fashioned toffees, like pear drops and sarsaparilla and all that. 
Might bring a few. Might bring a few boxes. See how many teeth I can get rid of. I already managed to break someone's tooth there with my hosting this week. So it's another story for you. And I will be hosting a session on the Friday, a formal session as part of the Podcast Lounge uh, programme, if you will. And my session is going to be on how to create a content calendar for your podcast or blog and still have time to knit. The reason why I wanted to do this session in particular is because um, I get asked it a lot in my consulting work of how to manage that if you're in a business and you know you need to be producing content and you want to write a blog and you get to the point even if you're doing it for fun this can happen uh because I've done both and so I know that you can sit down in front of your computer and you're like oh I've really got to write a blog oh I really yeah mm, and you don't know what you're going to write about it takes ages you hate what you write and you don't enjoy the process and it sort of becomes like a negative feedback loop and it takes a long time so it kind of puts you off doing it and takes the fun out of it in a lot of ways now some people might say that planning things takes the fun out of it and it depends on your point of view really how much spare time you've got so um my solution to this is to make a a plan basically a calendar uh, of what you're going to write about and when so when you sit down to write your blog or your podcast uh, you know roughly what you're going to talk about and you can have regular features and crib sheets and all sort of sorts of things to put in place to help you but the key thing is is how do you actually get it done you know there's a difference between making a plan and getting it done and I'm all about getting it done so I will be hosting a session on how you can do that I'll have some freebies to give away and it is open to everyone it is free to attend and for everyone that does attend, you will be entered into a draw if you would like to win a free one hour power hour consulting session with my very good self for free where we can sort out your blog and or your podcast or or an, a, a subject of your choosing. Please choose wisely because uh, <laughs> in my if you ask me about, you know, the inner workings of a horse or something like that, I'm not going to have much for you. Um frankly but yeah i will be offering that up as a giveaway as part of the session if you come along so it's going to be on friday afternoon the times are to be confirmed so watch the um, edinburgh yarn festival website to find out when that will be and on saturday i'm going to do an informal not part of the podcast lounge just um separately a q a session drop in I'm going to be available for an hour and if you have anything that you want to ask in terms of like blogging, podcasting, um, knitting, running your business, any of that kind of shizzle, I will be available for an hour. I'm going to collect people at two o'clock in the podcast lounge and then I will take you, whisk you away to a secret location to um, to do a Q&A session. I'll leave notes. If you're a bit late, I will tell people where we've gone if you want to come join in on the Saturday and that'll be quite free form you can come in and go as you like and any questions you have I will help you with Um, and again completely free just come and say hello also because it's really annoying listening to all this Edinburgh Yarn Festival chat and some of it has been excessive we are all excited I'm excited too and I'm sick of hearing the Edinburgh Yarn Festival chat too Um, because I just want to get there now I feel like I'm hyped enough you know 
and I know some of you are annoyed that you're not going to be able to go and disappointed that you're going to be missing out. So you don't have to miss out on my session. Oh no, no, my friends. I will be running a webinar the week after Edinburgh Yarn Festival, which is completely free to join in. I will put a link in the show notes to sign up um, to the webinar through through a, a mailing list so I can send you the details. And um, I'll be running that on our software that we use for our virtual knit nights and I'll be offering a replay afterwards to those if you sign up and you can't make it or if you know you can't make it and you sign up to it now I'll know I'll have the details to send you the replay there'll be a recording afterwards and I'll send you the replay so you can hear it all afterwards completely gratis for you because it bugs me when everyone talks about something and I don't get to go stitches west so I will do that for you and also I will offer up a one hour Q&A session for any questions that you've got if you run your own business doesn't matter if you're going to Edinburgh or not I will be offering a one hour Q&A session of anything you want to ask again completely free because I'm nice like that so I will put links in the show notes for those of where to go and leave your details so I know how to contact you because I'm not going to kind of spread it across the entire world um, to just join in and obviously I need a link, uh, an email address to send you the link for the replay. So uh, they're my sessions for Edinburgh Yarn Festival and I will be doing the podcast and meetup as well and I will have sweeties because it's my birthday on the Friday. So I will look forward to seeing you either at Edinburgh or online afterwards. So Enablers Corner next. Enablers Corner. This week I'm going to enable you very briefly because it's an incredibly dangerous activity fraught with high risk, high reward, but a considerable chance that if you go to this website you are going to buy something, probably more than one thing, to Countess of Blazes Sock Club and Fibre Club which is open now. I've just had a little wave from the background there from Kate and it is open until the 1st of March, so you've only got a couple of days to get in there with this. She has a variety of options available. She does the fibre, she does the sock, she does the Tia Marino, which I always want to say Tia Marina, <laughs> Tia Marina, Tina Mar- Tia Maria, oh, I need a drink, seriously. Um, My friend's got a dog called Tia Maria, and she's black, uh, like Tia Maria is, and yeah, Tia Marino. I wonder if it tastes of orange if you lick the yarn. Anyway, um, her sock club, fibre club, is open at the moment until the 1st of March. There are a variety of options in there, but be aware that if you go to her website, she has lots and lots of really nice pictures of really nice yarn. And there is a very handy link to the shop in there. There may well be an accident if you go. I'm going on Friday. I'm going to meet Laurie, who's one of my listeners who's coming over for the Jolie's, um, Jolie Creates now, uh, retreat, and we're going to go and eat cake, and I normally sit with my back to the yarn, so that I don't look at it, because if you sit there and look at it, you buy it, it's really difficult, and I I struggled last time I was in there to not get some of the Right Honourable Ronaldsay, which is a three-ply light fingering weight. It's North Ronaldsay yarn, 100% Scottish grown, spun in the UK. And it's that's, they're the sheep that eat the seaweed. 
hand-dyed sheep that eat seaweed, anyone? I can feel that one coming on on Friday. Don't tell Millie. Um, Because I try not to buy too much Countess yarn because it's a rebel yarn. You can't buy her yarn because it doesn't go in the stash box. It, it rebels, it, it finds its way onto mantelpieces and onto desks and onto other ornamental areas that other yarns can't reach. Um, and, and North Ronald's say I've never tried it, so that's a valid stash gap. So double enabling there, like a double tier Maria for Countess of Blazes, Sock and Fibre Clubs and the Right Honourable Ronaldsay yarn. You can find all of her stuff over at countessablaze.com and definitely, if you like looking at yarn porn, follow her on Instagram. She's at Countess Blaze. So I have a review for you of a yarn. It arrived this week. I've been having a play around with it and I thought I would share some first thoughts with you on it. And I'm maybe going to anchor about it as I uh, progress with my rigorous testing regime. It is a yarn that you maybe have already heard about. It's a new one from Blacker Yarns and it's called Tamar. And Sonia from Blacker got in touch with me to ask me if I'd like to have a look at it. Now, obviously, and it was painful, I had to agree for your benefit, for your benefit, to have a look at it. And... uh, up popped the shade card and the yarn for me to have a play with. Now, as I say, I'm knitting with it and testing it as we go. I'll have some further thoughts on it um, maybe the week after next, once I've given it a really... I want to hammer this yarn and see what happens, basically, because um, it's nice and it should perform well and I want to give it the full testing regime before I give my final verdict but in the meantime I can share some first thoughts with you um, about how I'm finding it so far. So the yarn is called Tamer and Sonia very kindly sent me some details on it uh, to share with you. Tamar is a luster blend yarn with a fluid sheen reminiscent of flowing water and the river which gives this blend its name, which is a river in Cornwall. This luxurious luster yarn has been worsted spun to enhance the fibres inherent drape and shine. Tamar is made from historic Wensleydale, Teeswater, Cotswold and Black Leicester Longwool, which are amongst the most distinctive British breeds. Tall and elegant with long, lustrous ringlets of wavy fleece, their fibre is smooth and sleek with a distinctive silken sheen. Good alliteration. Pure luster blend yarns may be rather lean and lack give, so we've added 30% Cornish mule to Tamar, helping the yarn retain that characteristic woolly bounce. Mules are a crossbred sheep and can be found on most British farms. For Tamar, we've hand-selected only the finest local Cornish lamb's fleece. The baby soft Cornish mule creates a fine cloud of delicate fibre, which perfectly complements the long staple of the luster breeds, creating a yarn which is durable, yet velvet soft. Due to the long fibre length, this yarn will get softer and softer with every wash, hence my extended testing period. Using different ratios of Black Leicester Longwool, we've hand blended two natural shades and added a modern modern coloured palette with 15 dyed shades. 
Tamar is available in both DK and 4-ply. The yarn will retail at £14.70 per 100g skein. Despite their glorious fibre, Teeswater, Wensleydale, Cotswold and Black Leicester Longwool are all listed as either at risk or vulnerable by the Rare Breed Survival Trust. These breeds are an important part of our heritage, with Cotswold and Leicester Longwool dating back to the 13th and 17th centuries respectively. The fibre used in Tamar has been bought directly from UK-based small producers who are working to preserve these lustre breeds. So there's the background for you, eloquently written. I love marketing and um, and all the, the copy and everything that goes around it. I find it really interesting. Obviously, really nice provenance yarn there. I like what Blacker do. I've been a fan of what Blacker do for a long time. And all their stuff is, you know, British and they're trying to use, use local suppliers and try and bring different breeds into it and educate people around different breeds and how to use them and make them a little bit more accessible to people um, who maybe haven't thought of trying different breeds and different types of wool. It's something that I've written about before um, that I wrote for Wovember, not Wovember Gone, the Wovember before. I'll find a link for that about hand-dyed yarns that are not BFL and Merino and I know it's something that Claire Devine wrote a big article about in terms of using breed yarns for socks again that was the same November, November 2014 I'll find the links for, for you and put them in the show notes drag those out of the November archives so you can have a look at them Obviously, I really like a yarn with a story. I like a yarn with good provenance, and I like to I like to know the ins and outs. I like to know why they're doing what they're doing, and how they've come to develop this yarn. They have been developing quite a lot of new yarns since Sonia started working at Blacker. We had the Leoness, which was when she very first started working there. There was. Um, the Cornish Tin, the special anniversary yarn, which sort of flew off the shelves. And now we've got Tamar. Tamar's not going to be a limited edition yarn. It's going to be a addition to their normal range that will always be available, which helps, you know, keep you helps you keep it kind of calm and under control. You don't need to go nuts um, necessarily, like you may have done with other limited edition yarns in the past, which is good. And I think it's a good choice to keep it in the range. It's a really solid um, looking colour palette, you know. I think spreading this story about how the yarn's been developed and the names and how it's all local and the different breed wools and to continue to support those rare breeds in an ongoing project um, so that we can all carry on enjoying them and maybe make them a bit more popular again is only a good thing in my book. Um, you know, I can I can be quite a fan of of long wool type stuff. I, I like my mohair. I like my sheeny stuff. So having all these lovely luster blends in there to this yarn gives it a lovely sort of sheen. Not shiny, not like silk, but it does make it gleam. It does reflect the light really nicely because of the long staple length, um, which means you're getting something that I think in a garment would look really lovely because it will that when you wear it it will highlight different areas and it will really show the colors off to their best effect 
What I like that they've done from last time is that they've expanded on the colour range. I think Cornish Tin only had four on a natural, same for Leoness from memory. I want to say Leoness, is that the right one? The 50-50 linen blend, it is Leoness, I think. It is Leoness. Um, although I can see the pinky shade has come through from all of them and is still in this colour palette. Um, but having all those extra colours means you can bring in some colour work stuff, you can do a lot more with it than maybe you can do with four or five colours. Although those colours all work together, obviously if you've only got four colours in a neutral, it limits what you can do. When you've got 15 in a neutral, there's a lot more flexibility in what you can achieve with what colours you have. Now, if you want to hear more about how the yarn was developed then head on to curious handmade podcast it was the latest one that came out on friday i think it's 112 although don't hold me to that and sonia from blackie yarns is actually doing an interview on that with helen and talks a lot about the background of blackie yarns and the development of this yarn in particular and what went into it and also she's designed some patterns for the yarn so you can hear a lot more of the background story of the yarn um, from that so I'll link to that in the show notes for you if you don't already listen already um, definitely worth it going over there and listening to what Sonia has to say in terms of how they decided to go about developing the yarn and why they've chosen the different things they've put into it uh, and it's a really interesting listen um, in the hands soft softer than you would expect i was expecting a little bit more sturdiness if, if, if that's the right word uh, and it's not it slides through your hands quite nicely but yet does still have that woolly feel to it it doesn't feel like a mohair or just a wensleydale yarn just a, a long wool blend yarn it does have a little bit of of the bounce that they're talking about i can feel that in the yarn and to knit with it's nice i'm doing a little bit of um texture work with it now and we'll see how it swatches out finishes swatching out and how it blocks because they've talked about how it's going to improve with washing so i wanted to do quite a big decent swatch and then hammer it in the wash so we will be revisiting how this yarn has performed and probably in episode 84 when we get round to there um things that at the moment i think could be a bit better and or what I would do differently anyway. Um, and people do disagree with me. I know Helen disagrees with me on this one. Um, the palette is quite muted. And I know Helen really likes it. So it's very relaxing to look at. And it is. And whilst it would be good for colour work. Um, whilst it would be beautiful um, to be able to combine some of the colours maybe. I'm not sure that my skin tone could take any of these colours um, because they're quite muted and I tend to need lighter stuff to kind of lift my complexion a bit because I'm quite pale, I've got dark hair. Um, I'm not sure I would necessarily be able to cope with any of them because I generally tend to go for brighter versions of these colours. So there are four beautiful bluey greeny shades, um, Shalesbrook, Tresillian, Penpol and Talawater all of which are blue, all of which I would like to wear, but they're just a bit too muted and a bit too dark. I would like to see a brighter palette. 
it just lifts a bit more not like acid bright it's not mental but it just looks a bit brighter and I think um, it's almost on the point where I could get away with some of them because of the luster and because they're reflecting so much light but if it was a wool there's certainly no way I could wear any of them um, with the no probably not even the greys because um, it's, a, it's quite a purpley grey quite a purpley browny grey Valencia liner is a dark grey like a um, almost like a, a graphite and I could maybe I could maybe I could cope with liner but otherwise it's not happening for me so which is a bit of a shame because they are really pretty colours now they might be different from a colour chart once they're knitted up and I will put that caveat in it may be that they brighten up once they're knitted up um, but looking at them on the colour chart I just feel that I need something brighter but a lot of people will love these colours there is absolutely nothing wrong with the colours and they all work together they're very harmonious they look beautiful on the share card it's just thinking practically for me can I wear this so on the other sort of side of things it just depends on on what you like personally and as I say I think a lot of people will really love these muted shares and they that's what they go for that's what they wear um, and it will work for them but as I say I really like the the base idea and I like that they've got so many the fact they've got a lot of colours to choose from means maybe you could lift some of them a little bit with a, a different yarn maybe if you could make those work together um, would be an option but to be honest with you a lot of you are going to wear these colours whether or not it's just me you know what I'm like I like what I like and um, I have to go with what you know be, being honest of what I would do really but we'll see because like I said once it, it knits up and it's washed a couple of times and you know the yarn settled down it may well turn out differently so that's why I want to revisit this yarn a bit later um, in episode eight, um, 84 and I'll tell you what I find fully from there but what a yarn beautiful story always going to be available great range of colours are going to be available as well and um, supporting rare breeds what's not to love really so that I think is going to be available at Embry Yarn Festival they are going to be sharing um, with the podcast lounge their stall's going to be in the podcast lounge at Edinburgh um, so if you come along to see me there and get your mint balls you'll definitely see them there as well and uh, have a look and see what you think I'd be interested to chat with you if you go in and see what you think of it maybe get some thoughts for the podcast that we can share in episode 84 perhaps um, so that's my first look at Black Yarns Tamer and uh, it is going to be available on blackyarns.com I want to say blackyarns.com but it might be natural fibre company no it's blackyarns.co.uk I think I'll put a link in the show notes anyway don't bother trying to get on it on your phone now if you're on your horse or you're delivering mail or whatever crazy things you're doing just go to the show notes you can always find my show notes at shinybees.com not always immediately as the podcast goes out um, but generally within a day they will be up there and you can get all the links um, that I mentioned there so don't worry about trying to go and find it necessarily just go over to my page click the link job done but that is Black Yarns Tamer I'm looking forward uh, to seeing all of the yarns in the fleece if you will at Edinburgh so I'm afraid that's all we've got time for this week particularly because I can hear the IPA calling my name the microphone's not picking it up but I can hear it 
I hope you've enjoyed the show and I've enjoyed being in your company uh, for the last 40 minutes or so. So I hope you will have a great week. Feel free to get in touch with me and give me your feedback. Tell, let me know what you think. Tell me what your word of the year is at shinybeesinfo.com. But otherwise, happy crafting and I will speak to you all again soon. Bye. to the shiny bees podcast a podcast for those who like their knitting comedy and yarn in equally large measures if you'd like to get in contact with me you can do so via the blog or i'm shiny bees on ravelry instagram twitter pinterest and facebook you can email me at shinybeesinfo at gmail.com music for this episode is provided by a music alley and it is adam and the water boys and i need a drink i need a drink